Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go to Hebrews 11. And uh, we'll start right there in verse 1 again. And uh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, of course, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith being the conviction that something's true. Uh, substance being the grounds, the title, the, the confidence, the title deed for things hoped for, which is the picture, the desire, and the evidence or the proof of things not seen. And we've been putting the word yet there things not seen yet and we'll touch briefly on some things recapping over some different uh, statements but notice it does not say that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that do not exist this is so important because faith is not the substance of something that's not there faith is the substance of something that you can't see but just because you can't see something does not mean it doesn't exist. All right, this, this is what's so important. Because many people will talk about they're waiting on God to do something and they call that faith. Faith is being convinced that what God has already done belongs to you. All right, because a promise, and we'll get into this more in a moment, but a promise from God is not a promise that He will do something it's a promise that he's already done something. So when someone says, I have a promise from God, they say it in this mindset, I have a promise that God will do something. A promise from God is not that he will do, it's that he has done. It's he will make good on his word. If you read the word of God from a faith standpoint, you have to read the word of God within the context that all that God has done, he has done, and it's up to the, the individual believer to procure it by faith, all right? God, when, 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 when the, we, we talk about the works being finished, if the works are finished, then the works are finished. That's why we walk by faith. That's why the Bible says, don't be hearers only, but be doers of the word. Hearing the word says God can, God will, God has promised. Doing the word says God has and I have it now. That's doing the word of God. So it doesn't say that faith is the substance of things. Hope or in the evidence of things that don't exist. It says you don't see them yet. Amen. You don't see them yet. Faith, of course, is that spiritual force that contacts God. Faith is a lifestyle. Knowing about faith is not faith. Mm -hmm. Knowing about faith, knowing principles of faith, knowing how faith is supposed to operate is not faith. Yeah. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith has to be lived out. Yeah. Faith, ha faith has to be acted on. Mm -hmm. All right? Faith has to be exerted every day. You're exercising your faith about something every day. Your faith needs you to be believing God about something every day. Why? Because knowing about faith is not faith. All right? Because there are people that can write books about things they have no knowledge of. But they can write books based on what they, they have heard or what they have learned about a subject. But if you want a book that's going to help you, you want to you read a book about somebody that has done what they're trying to teach you how to do. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Faith is the spiritual force that deals with the spiritual. And we talked last night, just as our five physical senses deal with this natural world, 
Faith is that spiritual hand, that spiritual organ that we contact the spiritual world with. Amen. So to operate in the supernatural or to receive from the supernatural, I must, we must live, walk, and operate in and by faith. If I'm going to operate in the supernatural. And when we think the supernatural, we think, you know, angels and demons and visions. The supernatural is how the believer is supposed to live. In the supernatural. Faith is the supernatural source that we're supposed to live in. That's how Jesus did what he did. It, it was supernatural, but it was by faith. The supernatural is natural to the believer. Amen. Or should be. All right? If we're living on the same level of the world, we're missing it somewhere. If the same things that derail the world are derailing us, we're missing it somewhere. Because faith is the victory. I live above the, the, the way the world lives. Amen. Amen. Do, do you understand? Hallelujah. So to operate in the supernatural, I have to live, walk, and operate by faith. Now why is that? Because faith is not a, a, a camp, a message, a suit of clothes, a house, a car. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is how we're supposed to live. The just will live by faith. But what, what I, I see a lot of people and what they call faith is strong mental assent. It's not faith. I've had people before say, you know, I just don't know what, it's, what, what it is about your church. And, and, but, but boy, I'm drawn. Spirit of faith. It's the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is what draws you. We have the same spirit of faith. You don't have a different spirit of faith than any of the patriarchs, any of the apostles. You've got the same spirit of faith. Oh, hallelujah. So I have to live, walk, and operate in faith. We talked last night from Hebrews 11, uh, verse 5, where it tells us uh, concerning Enoch. It says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had translated him. For before he had this translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But then it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God, notice the two things, must believe that he is, or the, the Greek says that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now right here is where a lot of Christians get derailed. Because they believe God can, but they don't believe He is. If you just believe God can heal, you don't believe God is your healer. If you just believe God can do something, then you don't believe He is that to you. Faith is not just present tense. Faith brings what God can do into the is context in your life. If God can heal, He is my healer. If God can bless, He is my provider. If God can provide, He is mine. Because anything God is and anything God can do, He is that to the believer. He is that to the believer. Amen. Hallelujah. So Hebrews 11 tells us what can be done by faith and that we cannot please God by faith. Now, every Christian has faith. Romans 12.3 says, if you're born again, you've been given the measure of faith. The measure of faith. But every Christian doesn't live by faith. Every Christian has faith, but every Christian doesn't live by faith. Oh, hallelujah. Remember Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. That's what he said. Now he said, by the faith of the Son of God. But he said, the life that I'm living in the flesh. The life you live in the flesh is supposed to be lived by faith. Not by flesh. We, we, the Bible says uh, over and over again, it says we walk in the flesh, but we don't war after the flesh. 
He said, if we live, walk in the Spirit, let us live in the Spirit. Now, why is that important? Because evidence of walking and living in the Spirit is that you are walking and living by faith. Spiritual people walk and live by faith. A spiritual person is not somebody that knows a lot of Scripture or prays a lot of hours. It's a person that can walk by faith. If I can't walk by faith, I've got to check up on my spirituality because that's how I'm supposed to live. Oh, hallelujah. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God. What does that mean? Walking in faith is dependent on God and not on you. I've got to do it. I've got to choose to walk in faith. Amen. Living by faith is not what many think it is. And, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. But, uh, you know, some people think living by faith is not taking medicine or not going to the doctor or, or not doing certain things like that. Some people think living by faith is not working. <laughs> but that's not it. That's not that, that, that may be part of your faith. In, in other words, you may be believing God for something and, and you feel led to go down that road and, and not go to the doctor or whatever the case may be. But here's the point. Notice this. Faith is settling once and for all that you believe everything God has said. Now think about that. Amen. I, I saw this back in the election. And, and, and I probably just need to pick a spot on the wall and just look at it when I say this. Because I can't count the number of Christians that came to me wringing their hands saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do you mean, what are we going to do? Well, Biden got elected. What are we going to do? Same thing we've always done. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Like Brother Hagin would say, we're just going to act like God's word's true. Amen. 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 Do, do, Do you understand that? Because living by faith covers everything it settles once and for all that you believe everything God said about you all right try that out now say I believe everything God has said about me amen I believe everything God has said about me amen that that is walking by faith that's living by faith What does the word say? And then I believe that. So you believe everything that God has said about you. And and I won't take the time to to get into all that. That's kind of where the Holy Spirit took us another direction last night. But everything that he said about you, what you are, who you are, whose you are, you got to believe that. You got to have faith in that. If you will never walk in faith, and live by faith if you don't believe you're righteous. You will never walk and live by faith if you don't believe God has made you holy. Because you will always be trying to exercise your faith for something that's already yours. And you don't exercise your faith to be righteous. You just live righteous by faith. You you can't exercise your faith for something that's already been given to you. Does that make make sense? I've been made righteous. I was born again righteous. I was born again a new creature. Now I got to use my faith to walk like that. Amen. When you look at churches that don't preach faith and they poke fun at the faith message, people struggle with sin. They struggle with sin. They struggle with condemnation. They struggle with living right. Why? They don't have any faith. And if you can't put faith in the finished work of Christ, it doesn't matter how many times you're told Christ died for you. If you're not living by faith in the finished work, you're going you're gonna to struggle. You're, you're going to be a Jekyll and Hyde. You're going to be a new creature in the spirit, but living by the flesh. And that's the most miserable existence in the world. Am I helping you? So you got to believe what God said about you. Say it out loud. I believe everything God said about me. Amen. 
then you have to believe everything God promised you. If, if you can find a promise in the Word, it is yours. It's not going to be mine. It is mine. Hallelujah. Well, I don't see it working in my life. That's irrelevant. It's still yours. It still belongs to you. Hallelujah. A promise is not something God will do. A promise of God is based on what God's already done. We won't take the time to go there, but you remember Romans 4. It says, as it is written, God talking to Abram. He said, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, what was the issue there? That was God saying, I've already done this. Now, you got to start calling what is what those things that be not as though they were. So what I've already done can come into your life. Amen. Amen. I remember the first time I heard Brother Hagin say this. He said, the Lord's already done, God's already done everything he's going to do about your healing. And I had to stop and think about that. He's already done everything he's going to do. Right? But how many believers talk about how God needs to heal them? I need God to heal me. Now, don't misunderstand me. I understand you may be dealing with something that the symptoms are there, the issues are there, but think about it. If you believe every promise God made, then he said, I already healed you. By his stripes, you were healed. By his stripes, you are healed. Is that right? So, so you take healing as a settled fact. It's not a promise that it will be done. When you think that you have a promise of healing, you really have a promise that you've already been healed. Hallelujah. Right? Because before the finished work, Jesus would say, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they would say, yes. And he'd say, according to your faith, the fact that you believe I can, you're healed. But read through the book of Acts how many times it says, when Peter went to the city and it said he saw a man named Aeneas that had kept his bed all those years. Notice what Peter didn't do. He didn't go up and say, Aeneas, you have a promise of healing. God promised he would heal you. It says he went up and said, Aeneas, rise, take up your bed and walk. Amen. We have no evidence that he was preaching to him. He just told him, get up and walk. Why? It's already done. It's already paid for. When Paul was preaching in Lystra, Acts chapter 14, it says he preached the word there. And that man sat there, crippled in his feet from his mother's womb. And it says that Paul perceived he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet and walk. And what did he do? He leaped and walked. All the way through the book of Acts, you see people being told to get up and move and get up and walk and do these things. Why? Because it's a settled, finished fact. It's not a promise that God will do something. It's a promise that God's already done it. And when you start acting on what God said as if it's already done, your faith goes to another level. You're living by faith. You're walking by faith goes to another dimension. Because I'm not trying to get it. It's already mine. Oh, glory. <laughs> Living by faith is simply acting as though what's been promised is done. It's, it's acting like it's already done. It's already finished. Think, think about that. We talk about a finished work. What work? What work is finished? The work of redemption. Where's healing at in redemption? In redemption. So it's finished. Yeah, but I, I still don't feel healed. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant where the finished work is concerned. Amen. The work's finished. You see? Feelings will derail your faith every time. 100% of the time. Feelings will derail your faith. I'm not talking about ignoring things. I'm talking about feelings. 
Amen. You can, you can go to the doctor to find out what you have or to help you deal with something and still not be led by your feelings. Does that make sense? But there are people that are led by their feelings and they're 100% not in faith. Because now I'm going on based on what I feel. Instead of based on what's been done. Do you see that? So I can be sitting in the doctor and the doctor treating me or the doctor diagnosing me and still not be led by my feelings. Because I'm there in faith. I believe that I'm healed. And the doctor says, you have this. But you're going, praise God, but I believe I'm healed. And he says, well, here's the treatment option. Okay, let's take the treatment, but I believe I'm healed. Well, if you believed you were healed, you wouldn't take the treatment. No, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. That's mental assent, not Bible faith. If God tells you right here not to take the treatment, then don't take it. But you, faith is honest. Faith and integrity go hand in hand. I, I've heard a lot of people say here recently, I've never been in a ministry with integrity like this. Faith and integrity go hand in hand. If God can't trust your integrity, your faith won't work. You got to be honest. You got to be honest and say, I may not be where I'm at or where I need to be, but I'm believing God to the best of my ability. Amen. And, and, and if God tells you not to take the treatment, be honest whether it's God or not. And if it's God, then your faith is in operation and put your faith in what God said. If it's not God, believe where you're at, take the treatment and watch God heal you. Oh, I'm helping somebody. Amen. Living by faith is acting as though what has been promised is done. Faith is standing on. You stand on something that's done. It's done. From, from the foundation of the world, it's done. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Do, do you see that? You don't, you don't act on principles. You act on what's done. For instance, you can parrot something. You can parrot what somebody, what somebody else has said. And I've heard people do that. Amen. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Well, what do you choose to believe? The, the person that said that knew what they believed. What, what do you choose to believe? Amen. See, I said this earlier. Knowing about faith is not faith. Reading all the books on faith is not faith. Knowing what Brother Hagin said is not faith. Knowing what Pastor Caldwell taught is not faith. Because at some point I've got to live out the faith I have. I do not live by Brother Hagin's faith. I live by Philip's faith. I don't live by Pastor Caldwell's faith. I live by my faith. I follow their faith, but I live by my faith. Faith is personal. Faith is personal. You build your faith. You frame your world by the Word of God. You strengthen yourself. You build up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the, 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 the pressure... The situation that comes is going to come against you. And you have to build your faith to deal with the situation that comes against you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I, I remember one time I uh, uh, was in the middle of preaching a series called By Faith. And uh, I went to uh, uh, an awards banquet at one of my kids' schools. And, uh, of course, the people there knew I was a minister. It's a Christian school. They knew I was a minister. And so one of the, the guys sidled up to me and he said, Well, what have you been preaching on? And I said, Well, we've been, we've been you know, talking about doing things by faith. And, 
and uh, Hebrews 11. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, faith, faith, that faith stuff, yeah, yeah. Heroes of faith. See, he knew, he knew, he knew about faith. He didn't have a lick of faith. But he knew about faith. Right? Hallelujah. If you get in a situation and something comes up in your spirit and, and it's just evident to you that you may not know all you need to know there, stop right there and go find out what you don't know. Go to the Word and find out what you don't know. Because, because doubt and unbelief thrive in an atmosphere of ignorance. When you don't know, doubt and unbelief can thrive. Faith is surety. Faith is assurance. Faith is certainty. When you are living and walking by faith, you know that 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 you know. If you don't know, stop and go find out. Be honest. I've dealt with people before. And I, 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 was, de I was dealing with a man one time. And, and when I would talk to him, the Lord had given us some things to say. And I would talk to him. And he was just so determined to prove to me that he had faith. He just needed to stop and listen to what I was saying. Amen. Do, do you see that? Because there was, there was an air, there was an element of uncertainty. Do, do you see that? If you feel uncertain, if there's an element of uncertainty... Stop until that goes away. Because faith will bring that certainty to you. Am I helping you with this? Mm-mm. Hallelujah. You stand for something that's already done. For instance, when hands are laid on you, we're going to pray for folks tonight. When hands are laid on you, okay, hands were laid on me. I received my healing. Right? Now that settles it. Why? Because the Bible says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now this may seem elementary, but faith is not complicated. When you, when you have hands laid on you and you go back to your seat and your mind starts saying, well, yeah, hands were laid on you, but you don't feel any better. That's not the time to turn around and go get a second dose. That's the time for you to open your mouth and exercise your faith and say, no, sir, hands were laid on me and I received my healing. Amen. We had a circumstance one time and uh, uh, we, were, we were believing with this family and uh, Pastor Michelle did, did more here than I did at the time. And, uh, I mean, she would go up to the hospital and, and spend hours just quoting the word and praying and seeking the Lord uh, with this family. And one day, one of, the, one of the children came in, and Pastor Michelle was there, and they made the statement. They made this statement. They said, well, you know, we, we appreciate everything you're doing, but maybe we need to take them to one of the big dogs. We need to take them to one of the big dogs. You know, Brother Copeland or, 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 or Mark Hankins or somebody, you know, somebody that can really get them healed. Well, see, that was the mindset. There was no faith in believers shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It was let's go to one of the big dogs. Well, Paul said that you did not put your faith in man, but in the power and the wisdom of God. Is that right? I said, is that right? James Robinson was delivered from a demon by a carpet cleaning salesman. He was battling something in his mind, and a guy came to pitch carpet cleaning and recognized it, and prayed for him, and got him delivered. Amen. I'm sure, right? Hallelujah. Many are trying to obtain what already belongs to them.
trying to take what already belongs to them, trying to, trying to receive what already belongs. You cannot obtain something by faith that you don't believe is yours. If you don't believe it's yours, you can't obtain it by faith. Faith is not the substance of things that don't exist. It's the substance of things you don't see yet. If you don't believe it's yours, you can't obtain it. I've got to believe it's mine. I got to see it. I got to see it with the eye of faith. I got to hear it with the ear of faith. I have to walk it. God told Abraham, everywhere the sole of your foot touches, I'll give it to you. And then what did he tell him? So rise, walk the land. Walk on the land. Why? Because everywhere the sole of your foot touches, I'm going to give it to you. Faith obtains what is perceived by the believer as real settled fact. When you make the statement, I am, that denotes present tense, I am this. I am in church tonight. I am at Faith Builders. I am at 10500 Markham. I am right now. I am not home. I am in church. I am not going to be healed. I am healed. I am not going to be prosperous. I am prosperous. I am not going to be free. I am free. He that the Son sets free is free indeed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. I am what God says I am. Faith operates on the I am's. Faith operates on the present tense. I am what God said I am. And that is real settled fact. It's a fact. Amen. You can go up to some people and say, Hey, how you doing, healed person? Well, I'm believing. Here's what, the, here's what that is. That's Christianese for I don't have it yet. Whether you are or you're not. Right? Amen. If I came up to Brother Chris and said, are you a man? I don't want him to go, um. Right? No. He is a man. Right? Well, that's, understand what I mean by that. Anybody with a Christian worldview and a brain understands that. If you're a male, you're a man. Listen. Are you born again? Are you a believer? Then you are what God says you are. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to wonder about it. Is it God's will? Everything that God promised is already done in God's mind and it is God's will for you. Never again question if something that God made a promise of, question if it's His will for you. It is His will because it's already settled in heaven. Forever, O oh Lord, Your Word is settled in heaven. God's looking for somebody to settle it on the earth. Your authority was designed to be used for you to settle what God had already said belongs to you. To enforce it in the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Faith brings to you what is real to you. If it's not real to you, faith won't bring it to you. It's got to be real to me. Real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yeah. Gave me victory. Hallelujah. It's got to be real to you. I'm really healed. I'm really set free. I'm really righteous. I'm really blessed. Amen. I'm really God's son. I'm really accepted in the beloved. I'm really loved by God as much as he loved Jesus. I am really an overcomer. I am really able to do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I really am always caused to triumph. I really am. I am. People say, what are you? Winning. I am winning. I am overcoming. I am delivered. I am set free. I am. I am. I am. Faith will bring to you what is real to you. 
When we say, I have it, I take it now, faith grabs it. I have it, I take it now, faith grabs it. I have it. When do I have it? Now. When do I take it? Now. Amen. Well, I mean, I believe I have it, but there's no but, there's no but in faith. You, you believe you have it or not. Now, I, I know that can be challenging, but faith, faith requires action on the part of the one exercising it. And the main action is taking and believing. I take it. I have it right now. Amen. When you say no plague will come near your dwelling, then you don't make plans for a plague to overwhelm you. Hallelujah. When you say you believe your children are saved and living for God, you don't stay up all night praying for them. If you have it, you have it. My children are saved. Oh, God, do something about my children, Lord. They don't want to live right, living like the devil going to hell. They'll talk to you in the corner over here. Bless God, praise God. Yes, my children are saved. Uh, I want you all to pray for my kids. They're all living like the devil. Over here we had it. Somewhere we lost it. What the scriptures say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. Is that what it said? I said, is that what it said? So faith takes it. I have it. My children are saved. Well, I know good and well I saw your child. My children are saved. Amen. How they're living is irrelevant. Hallelujah. Well, what if they die before they get saved? Faith doesn't look at it that way. Am I helping you with this? Glory to God. When I say I have it, I take it now. Faith grabs it. Notice Ephesians 2.10. We looked at this the other night. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. When you, when you get around and you walk around people of faith, you understand that their thinking is different. And it's not just different in that it's bigger. They see things different. When you see things from the eye of faith, you see a more expansive view than people that don't. Because people that are not walking by faith and seeing by faith, they are limited to what is. They're limited to what they can see. They're limited to the doctor report. They're limited to what they see their family doing. They're limited to what they can see presently in their home, in their ministry. Amen. When you're living by faith and walking by faith, read what the Bible says. It says, Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. Moses was seeing something that three and a half million other people couldn't see. But the Bible says he was doing that by faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when she was past the age of childbearing because she judged him faithful who had promised. She saw something that nobody else could see. And when you start living by faith, faith people get a bad rap, not because we're doing something wrong, but because we're seeing things that other people can't see. That's why you can't talk faith to everybody because everybody's not in faith. You can't talk faith to your old unbelieving cousin and Pookie and Ray Ray and them. You gotta, you gotta walk by faith and see it. They don't understand. Or Jim Bob or Ramon or Billy Bob or any of them. They just don't understand. Amen. Hallelujah. I, and, and, and let me share this with you. That's why you got to be careful who you talk faith to. Be cautious who you talk faith to. Jesus put it this way. Don't cast your pearls before swine. 
Don't, don't give what's holy to the dogs. Don't take that thing that's precious and just share it with anybody. Amen. Yeah, but Pastor, that's, that's kind of harsh. I know, but here's what Jesus meant. There are people that will treat your precious things like a dog would treat it. Or like a pig would treat it. Amen. Man, you ever been around a whole bunch of old hogs? You go to feed them, they're all over each other. They'll knock each other down, climb over each other, squealing the whole time. <laughs> Amen. The most obnoxious creatures God ever created. All you got to do is poke one, they squeal. My goodness. One time they had some little pigs on the ranch we, we, I worked on, and, and one of them little piglets got out. My Lord, you could hear him for an acre away. Grabbed him up by the leg and you'd thought, you'd thought you were cutting his throat. But here's my point. And, and they'll trample anything. That, they don't care what they're stepping on. They don't care if it's precious to you. When God gives you a promise... When God impregnates you with something by faith, don't just go tell anybody what God said He would do for you. Because everybody's not going to believe it. Amen. I'm, I'm walking in this right now. I was in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona at the Biltmore Resort at a conference. And uh, uh, I was, I was, uh, uh, we were standing in line. Me and a friend of mine were standing in line uh, at, at a break uh, going to the men's room. And we were standing in line. I was talking to him. And uh, I shared some things that God had told me. And what God was dealing with me then, all the way back then, 2008. 2008, God was dealing with me that we were going to have more than one church campus. And I was trying to wrap my mind around it. Because that wasn't something that people did back then. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around what, what you know, how are we going to do this? I don't understand this. You're, you're dealing with me about this, but I don't understand it. And uh, so I was talking to him about that. You know, that, that this is what God was dealing with us. And I remember he just looked at me real matter of fact and he said, well, who in the world is going to listen to you? You know what I heard in my spirit? Right? I just, I just cast something precious before swine. Now, he's a good guy, good, good, was a good friend of mine, good minister, but he cared nothing for what God had showed me by faith. See, people of faith will say, amen, brother, how can I pray with you about that? How can I get in there and pull with you about that? Yeah. I mean, I don't see it all, and I don't understand it, and I don't even understand why God would use you, but, you know, still yet. Yeah. Be, be cautious with that. If you're believing for healing, you, you, need to, you need to have a very limited circle of people that know what you're believing for. Run around telling everybody and your dog what you're believing for. Everybody's not believing with you. Everybody's not speaking. They can be nice to you and not be believing with you. They can have sympathy for you and compassion, but not be believing with you. You want people that will believe with you. Oh, glory. And that might just be you and your spouse or you and your whoever. Amen. But am I helping you with this? Ephesians 2.10. Hallelujah. Notice what it says. It talks about things that God created, created us in Christ Jesus under good works, that God uh, before ordained that we should walk in them. The Amplified Bible says God prearranged them and made them ready. Right? Those, those good paths. Living the good life that we should walk in it. Now notice this. Prearranged. Prearranged. It was prearranged and made ready for us to do what? To walk in them. That word prearranged means to, to uh, uh, arrange or agree on something in advance. It's already done. Happened in advance. Amen. How do I walk in them? By faith. You got to get up every day and say, by faith, I'm walking in those prearranged plans for me today. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7, very familiar verse, but notice what it says. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Now notice that. That is a description of the believer. We walk by faith, not by sight. Now obviously, he's talking here about being at home in the body and being absent from the Lord. But we walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, there will be a day that that's not the case. But notice what he says we have to do until then, walk by faith. You got to walk by faith until you see the manifestation in the physical realm. You got to walk by faith. And I'm not talking about, oh, no. no. I'm talking about walking by faith. Walking by faith is not a holding on. You have too many believers that are stationary holding on and they need to be walking. But they're holding on and they need to be walking. You need to make progress every day in your faith. Walking by faith is walking like what has been promised is real fact. One translation says, the Amplified Bible says, we regulate our lives by faith. I regulate my life by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want to be around people that are stimulating your faith. That are challenging your faith walk. If you're never around people that cause you to think bigger, you need to get some new friends. Amen. Because, because I want to be around people that are regulating their life by faith. Because I need to follow somebody's faith. The Bible says to be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Watch the people in your life that are getting what God said they could have and follow them and find out how they're doing it. Amen. The Weiss Bible says, through faith we are ordering our manner of life, not by something seen. Not by something seen. What is faith the substance of? Things not seen. Yet. So what's he say? He says, we're not ordering our manner of life by something seen. We order it by faith. Well, what, what does that mean? Order our life. The Bible talks about ordering my steps in your way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. What this means is I'm not planning my manner of life by what I can see. I'm planning it by faith. You don't make plans by what you can see. You make plans by faith. That's why I remember what we say to the supply chain, the supply chain issues. I do not expect to be affected. Oh, well, I'll try that one more time. Say it out loud. I do not expect to be affected. Now, there are believers that will say, well, you know, but you just, some things you just can't avoid. Huh. Egypt was destroyed in one night, but three and a half million people avoided it. Right? Listen, I've got people on the sound of my voice. I believe with you. You were diagnosed with COVID, and here you are. The thing that the world's afraid of. The thing that the world is deathly scared of. Here you are. Here you are. What, what, What does that tell you? You're not ordering your manner of life by something seen. But by faith, that doesn't mean you don't take precautions and you don't do the safe thing, but it means I'm not doing it because I believe it can kill me. I'm doing it because it's safe, because it's smart. Amen. I saw a guy today, I was taking Lily to school, and you know, he was at a pedestrian crosswalk. And you know, most drivers pay no attention to the pedestrian crosswalk. And he had two real little cute dogs. And they was almost two little cute dead dogs. Because he just stepped out in the street and wasn't looking at the traffic. And the screeching tires brought him back to reality. 
Amen. Yes, sir. Did you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. He just wasn't being safe. You order your manner of life by faith, not by something seen. Now, religion and people that don't know faith will say, well, you got to be realistic. But there's nothing to us more real than the Word. This is realistic. And I've had this question asked me so many times. Well, Pastor, but, you know, you know, I mean, but, you know, I mean, don't we have to use good sense? Well, what are you saying, that the Bible's not good sense? You see what I mean? Walking by faith is not trying to make something happen. It's walking as if something's already happened. I said it's walking as if something's already happened. You know, there's so many elements of this. When, 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 when I got a hold of this, when I, when I got in faith about my finances, I knew my days of lack were done. Because I knew I was in faith about it. Faith brings an assurity. When you get in faith about it, you'll know that you're healed. You'll know that you know that you know that you know that you are healed. And yeah, symptoms may persist. I I taught a, a message one time called What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. And one of the main things in in that message was if doubts persist, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with what the Word of God said because they will. Doubt will try to bombard your mind. Every little ache, every little pain, the enemy will be telling you you're not healed. But you order your manner of life not by something seen but by faith. Right? Right? And the way you answer that is not, I don't receive this. It's there. In the natural, it's a fact. Right? The way you answer it by faith is, I do not care how I feel, I am healed. Amen. 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 Settles the issue. Do you see that? Because faith is walking like something's already happened. Have I told you I'm excited for you? Yes, sir. Because something good's going to happen to you. Yes, sir. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this ministry. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm excited for this fellowship. I'm excited for what God's doing. Hallelujah. The doors of favor that have opened to this ministry. The things that God's doing. Amen. It's there. It, we're, there are things that we're walking in. Amen. When you pull up into this parking lot, what I'm trying to get us to do is to see something. Yeah, this is where we're meeting, but this is not where we're at home. This is where we're at right now, but this is not where we're staying. Why? Because we've already seen it. We've already seen it. We're already going there. The bags are packed. You walk in my room in the spirit and you're going to see packed bags and say, where are you going? On a trip. I'm going somewhere else. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do, do you see that? And when you begin to align yourself with the spirit of faith, and you begin to align yourself with what faith is seeing, things begin to expand in your own life. When you see it expanding in the body, things will begin to expand in your own life. When you're a part of a body that's expanding, your life will begin to expand. I'm telling you, there are things that are taking root in your life right now that's going to take you to another dimension. They're going to take you to another place, not just another level, a whole other existence. Yes, sir. Amen. Glory. Pastor Michelle and I were, were, were in, in our room the other night getting ready for bed, and I just started laughing. She said, why are you laughing at? I said, because our first apartment would have fit in our bedroom. Glory to 
Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, I'm not just talking about things, but what's faith the substance of? Faith. Things. Glory right? Whatever you're believing God for, if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it by faith, you can start ordering your life that way. If you don't see something by faith, you'll never see any reason to make any changes or any reason to expect any more. If you're just looking in the natural, you'll make plans on what you see in the natural. When you start walking by faith, you'll start making plans by faith because you're seeing something on a whole different level than you were seeing it before. I'm seeing it by faith. I've been there by faith. Hallelujah. 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 I've had people say, won't it be exciting when you get that new building? It's going to be a wonderful day, but I've already been there. I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm just going to step over in there. That's why you think that when you go to heaven, you're going to be really shocked and surprised, but you're not. You're just going to be home. You're going to step out of this life and step into your real life. Ha ha. Think, think, think about that. When every symptom leaves your body, when every symptom leaves your body tonight, you're not going to be shocked. You're just going to walk in the life that God already prepared for you to walk in. Oh, hallelujah. Because you're seeing by faith. You're seeing by faith. And when a man or a woman of God stands in the pulpit and they start telling you what God's showing them about a ministry, they're seeing something by faith that maybe you can't see. Your job's to hook up to that by faith and say, that's where we're going. That's what we're going to do. Let's make that happen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. We're going to give God a palace. Yes. I'm telling you. I say, I'm telling you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. You know, when pastor told me many, many years ago, I say many years ago, it's been many, many years ago now. And he told me, he said, uh, he said, he began to tell me where uh, agape started. And, you know, uh, uh, pastor originally wanted to call uh, agape, agape country church. And, and he, had a, he had a design for a barn. Going to look like a barn. Agape Country Church. And the Lord told him, he said, I was born in a barn. I want a palace. But when he told me, when he said, we started down there off Barrow Road. We were talking about that this afternoon when you came by for prayer. Uh, Barrow Road. This, this dear lady was there at Barrow Road when they started. And uh, uh, when he told me that, that's where I made a beeline for the next day. People say, why? Builds my faith. Because I could drive from Barrow Road to Napa Valley. See what I'm saying? If he started there and ended up there, I can start here and end up there. See, now, now think about it. I can see it. I don't have to wonder, can it happen? God doesn't love him more than he loves me. He does not have better faith than I have. You understand what I'm saying? And if my dad did it, I can do it. Isn't that exciting? Well, where's another property like that? I don't need to know where it's at. It's just I have seen it. And when I, because I have seen it, when I see it, I'll know where it is. And then it won't matter. Then the price won't matter. Because I've already seen it. Lord, help me say this right. God does not give you a picture of something that He does not intend to do. If you're seeing yourself debt free, mark my words and write it down. It's just a matter of time before you are. 
If you're seeing yourself healed, it's just a matter of time before it, it comes to pass. If you're seeing yourself in any area that you're believing God for, it's just a matter of time it's going to be there. Because faith, God always says before He does, and He always shows before He produces. And He only can show you because it's already done. God doesn't show you works in progress. God shows you finished product. And so when you see in your spirit your children raising their hands in church and glorifying God, that's because that's how God already sees them. And all you got to do is agree with Him. Mm. See, you better start reserving a couple chairs by you because your kids are going to start coming to church. Some of y'all need a row. Right? But they're coming. You say, oh, pastor, no, 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 no. They're coming. I say, they're coming. I knew a lady one time that had lost her children. And her faith step was that she would make beds for all of them in her house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I watched God give her back a relationship with all her children. And people say, why'd that happen? Because she made beds when it looked impossible. She could see her kids at home when they said, you'll never have your kids. You could go to the doctor and he could say, you just got to live with this. Listen, that might be his opinion and we're grateful for it and we're thankful for medical, for medical information. But if you see yourself healed, you don't have to live with it. And we thank him for his report. But I see something different. I said, I see something different. You know, I don't, I don't share this a lot, but I'll share it. My, my youngest son, uh, of course, pastors in Illinois. We're going to pray in just a moment. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, there, 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 was, there was a time. Now, his mother's in heaven. But uh, there, there was a time, you know, that uh, uh, she and I divorced. We went, we went through a divorce. And... Uh, you know, it was, it was a rough situation. And uh, uh, I, I won't say a lot other than just to say that, that the relationship was very strained. And I didn't have any contact with him for a number of years. Amen. But I, started, I, st- I began standing on the scripture that said, I will bring your children from afar and your, and your sons from the land of the enemy. And they, and they will come and they will be at rest and be at peace. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. People say, how long did you do that? Years. Years. And what happened? One day I came into the office. And I was in, in the Kansas location. Pastor Michelle's office is down the hall. Mine's, uh, I, I got the master suite, you know. <laughs> it, it's the old nursery is what it is. But anyway. Uh, I, I'm over there, and uh, and I heard I heard Philip, come here, come here, and I went down the hallway, and she said, uh, I got to read you something. We got an email. And I said okay, and she started reading the email, and she and it said, I hope I have the right email address. My name is Philip Steele, and I would like to talk to my dad. Amen. Well, I emailed him back right away, and we exchanged phone numbers, and, and God started mending that relationship. Amen. Amen. But I started acting like it was mended before it was ever mended. Amen. Well, you know, here just, uh, well, let's see, what is it, uh, October? It would have been, uh, uh, what's before October? <laughs> September. It, it would <laughs> It, 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 it would have been in, in August. Him and his wife and, and my youngest grandson came and stayed with us. I've been to their house and stayed with them, been to their church. God totally restored the relationship. But we had to see it that way. Yes, sir. Praise God. Yes, sir. God can't fix what you won't see. If you won't see it fixed, he can't fix it because he needs your faith. And part of your faith is seeing it. Am I helping you? When I quit seeing myself broke, 
I quit being broke. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I don't even say this anymore. When somebody says, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, I got, I got to be careful with that because that's what I started saying. I don't have to say it anymore. But somebody would say, hey, you want to go out to eat? Maybe I didn't have any money on me or any money I could spend. And I'd say, I don't have any money. And one day the Holy Spirit checked me. Yes, you do. You got a heavenly account. Amen. So people say, what did you start saying? I started saying, I don't need to go out today. Amen. Or Pastor Michelle would put a roast on at home and we'd say, we got a roast on at home. Good right? Amen. I haven't had to say, I don't have any money for years. And I will never have to say it again. It's not about things. But didn't he say, he wanted us to live a life that we had all sufficiency in all things and that we abounded to every good work. Fully supplied, completely filled, rich, rich, rich.